Effective Living with Reverend Henry Hubert. May you be blessed as you listen. Now, the message. Lord, you I'll be teaching a new series that I titled More Than Money. More Than Money. There's a book I'm writing on finances. Last year, I taught in April and May on principles of wealth creation. How many of you remember? If you don't remember, I want you to go to my podcast. All the messages are there. I talked about reasons why people become poor. Then I talked about reasons why God wants us to prosper. Then I talked about about five different topics on finances. I'm working on this book. I, I believe one of the things God called me to teach, among many other things, is financial success. Finances is something that is quite uh, a dicey subject. Many preachers don't want to teach on it. Some preachers even think it shouldn't be taught in church, but I believe that it's a very important subject that needs to be taught in church properly because there's a way God wants Christians to approach finances different from the way the worldly people approach it. So if we don't teach finances the godly way in church, then we are encouraging Christians to approach finances wrongly according to the worldly pattern. So I'll be talking on what I title more than money. Isaiah 55 verse 1. It says, Ho, everyone who is thirsty, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come buy and eat. Yes, come buy wine and milk without money and without Price. Let's go to verse 2. Why do you spend money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in abundance. Amen. A lot of stuff in there. A lot of stuff. Holy Spirit, we ask for understanding your word. Teach us. Bless us. Let us not go back home the same. In Jesus' name. Amen. So, verse 1 says, everyone who is thirsty, in other words, everyone who has needs or who is hungry, the word thirst and hunger just talks about needs. The basic need of every human being, first of all, is food and water before it comes to other things. Everyone who is thirsty and everyone who is hungry and everyone who has no money he said, come and do what? Buy and eat. Come and buy wine and milk without money and without price. That means that you can get a lot in this life without money in your pocket. This scripture means that you can have a lot of things. You can have access to a lot of things that you need right now. This scripture is saying that all your material needs can be provided for you easily without money. He said, buy and eat without money and without price. But we all know that in our society today, for you to buy something, you must have cash. You must have cash. You cannot buy without cash. But the Bible is saying, people must come and buy. Then in verse 2 says, why do you even spend money on that which does not satisfy? That means money can provide your needs, but it can never satisfy you. Does money really satisfy? Oh, yes. Do you know that <laughs> the most corrupt people you ever meet are rich people? 
you know, some of you, you think when you have one million, you'll be okay. There are people who have billions. They are still not okay. They are fighting every day for more. They are struggling for more. You see, when you don't have a car, one day I was standing with a friend of mine. He said, oh, what is, what kind of world is this? I said, why? He said, when I didn't have any car, I thought one car would be enough for me. He said, now that I have a car, one, now before I've come to understand cars, when you see this one person, say, wow, look at that one. Look at that. Wow, look at this. Some of you, I bet you, you think the day you have one house, you will be satisfied. But very soon, God will bless you with your own house. But I can assure you, it will never satisfy you. Because money never satisfies. And the material things that money will bring you will never satisfy you. Now, but if the Bible is saying, even if you don't have money, come and buy. It tells there is something higher than money. There's something more than money. And when you study the scriptures properly, you see that God always wants his children to understand money. You are not supposed to hate money. But you have to understand it, how it works, how money works. That's why last year when I was teaching on finance, I talked about financial intelligence. It's very important because you need to understand what money is before you even try to kill yourself for it. Because many people are fighting all their lives, running after something. They don't even understand it. You don't understand what money is. If you understand it, you will know how to live your life and relate with it. Say, come and buy without money. So in your lifetime, God is going to bring you to a place where if you wake up and you have no money in your pocket, you will never be sad. Because but by the time I finish this teaching, I want you to come to the place where your happiness and your sadness is not regulated by money. Because some of you, that's where you are now. If they day they see you jumping and dancing, it means that money has come. The day they see you walking, nobody knows the trouble I have. <laughs> but you need to come to the place of understanding that you can have access to a whole wealth of riches without paying one city. Verse, I mean, verse 2. Why do you spend money for that, for what is not bread, and your wages for what does not satisfy? If your salary is 500, he said it's not enough. If it's 1,000, not enough. 5,000, 20,000. Do you think if you go to certain companies now, they are pushing for salary increment? Do you think the people who are earning 20,000, they say, oh, we, we are okay. Have you ever seen that before? No. In fact, the people who are earning 20,000, they are even pushing. They are pushing. They are pushing. Yeah, because no amount of money you receive monthly will satisfy you. So if you are waiting to have plenty money before you become happy, eh? you will never be happy till the day you die. You will live all your life in... And, and that is what greed has done to certain people. There are people all their life, they will never be happy. Why? Because they have tied their happiness to money. It never satisfies. It never satisfies. You know why? Because the more the money comes, the more your needs increase. The more money comes, the more your needs will what? Will increase. Today you don't have money. Your needs are few. I can bet you. There are many things nobody will bother you with it because everybody knows you don't have. Have it and you see. Yeah. Money doesn't satisfy. He said, listen 
carefully to me and eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in what? Money. He said, let your soul delight itself in what? In what? Abundance. Not in money. Let your soul delight itself in what? Abundance. Not in money. Let your soul delight itself in abundance means there is something more than money. Abundance is a mindset. Scarcity is also a mindset. For you to become very wealthy and, and, be, and be greatly blessed financially and materially and, and in wealth, it begins first with your mind. For you to be poor all your life is a mindset. A poor man has a mindset. A poor man says, I don't have enough. What I have will finish very soon. That's the mindset of the poor. The poor man says, I don't have enough. Every day is a fight for more money. It's a fight for more money. And if you cannot get it the right way, he will get it the wrong way. They will cheat to get it. They will deceive people to get it. They will defraud people to get it. They will steal to get it. They will kill to get it because they want more money. The rich person has a mindset of abundance. I have enough. Somebody say, I have enough. Somebody say one more time, I have enough. Yeah, because but when you start talking like that, your mind starts asking you a question, where is it? Stop talking like that. You forgot how much debt you have now, how much you are owing now. Your mind begins to talk to you because traditionally, we have been brought up to think we don't have enough. The Bible says, let your soul delight itself in what? Abundance. Abundance. As a man thinks, so he is. When you think abundance, you begin to live it. You attract towards you what your mindset is. You attract towards you what your mindset is. So I want to tell you, all of you today, if you meet a wealthy person, most of the time you won't even know the person is very rich. Why? Because they don't carry a lot of money around. They live simple lives. They eat ordinary food. They don't spend extravagantly. You can get to a wealthy person's house and the soap he's bathing with is an ordinary soap. If I'm more ordinary than the one, probably you are bathing. Because you, with your poverty mindset, you think that if you don't bath uh, what do you call this one? <laughs> call their names. If you don't buy that one, then you are not important. You understand? Uh-huh. Yes. You know, so the poor person wants to impress himself because your mind is telling you don't have. So you want to, you know, always fight against that. A wealthy person thinks abundance. So they wear simple dresses. They live simple lives. They don't need to do certain things to Prove a point. Because do you know you will never try to prove what you are? What you will know you are, you don't prove it. It is what you are not sure you are, you want to prove. Yeah. So in the book of Acts chapter, Acts chapter 3 verse 6. Acts chapter 3 verse 6. Let's read from verse 4. Acts chapter 3. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, Look at us. No, maybe, maybe let's read from the first verse so that we can understand the story. Now, Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. 
Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but, but what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. That's it. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. Hallelujah. So this is a man who was born lame. That means crippled from birth. And all of you know up to today that even doctors can't help you if you are born crippled. Doc, is this, is this still the same? No invention has... Even if the, the, some remedy comes now, it will be very expensive. You agree with me? Even if a corrective me- means comes scientifically for, to help cripples work, it will be so expensive that poor people can never afford it. And if you are born like that, all you can do is what? Beg for money. If you are fortunate, if you are born this way, you are fortunate and you have rich people in the family, they take care of you. Or rich people who are caring. Because sometimes you can have rich people in the family who are still so wicked that you will die of hunger as they look on. So you should have rich people. But unfortunately, it looks like this particular family, there was no rich person. That's why I pray God will make you rich. Because there are people whose solutions depend on you. In the first service, I I heard a pastor saying that, you know, there are people who should not be praying for money. Yeah. There's somebody, if your need is $1 million and somebody is praying for $1,000, go and give the person $1,000 so that God can listen to your $1 million request. That means some people's prayer requests, the answer is with you. Now, this guy did not have anybody. So in Jewish tradition, when needy people are there, they have to put them in vantage places where they can beg. For what? For arms. Arms means surplus. I mean, coins. You, you put it there. I pray for somebody here that you will not live the rest of your life begging. Somebody didn't hear me. I said, I pray for somebody in the name of Jesus that you will not live the rest of your life begging. I want everybody to know that it's okay for you to receive help, but it is not okay for you to live all your life being helped. Being helped is just to push you to start life. But at a certain point, God must bless you to come to the place where you take care of yourself. And if you are here and God has blessed you to take care of yourself, don't put yourself back in the place of begging. Are you hearing me? You should be able to look at people and tell them, it's enough. Now I'm okay. I can take care of myself. Yes, one day I look at my pastor. You know, I used to pastor in a very remote place. I mean, I I was there with Pastor Bernard. He knows most of the story. In the year 2000, I started pastoring in 1998 to 2000. That's how many years? I come to a crowd at a time. My pastor would give me clothes, dresses. You know, I know those times he was very big. So, you know, if you see my old pictures with big, big dresses, no attrition. I just put it over myself. Fortunately, I wear the same shoe size with him. So for the shoe, it goes. The dresses, I wear it like that. Hallelujah. He gives me dresses, then he will give me books, then he will give me money. I'm talking about Pastor Eric. 
You give me dresses, books, and money. Then I take it there. Until 2000. I came to visit him again. And, you know, I saw the tradition. He went inside, brought in dresses. He removed his wallet. And I told him, Pastor, now I'm okay. I need the dresses. I need the books. No more money. Yeah, 2000. I told him, I've learned that if I must prosper, I must sow seed into your life. So I told him, from today, I'm sowing seed into your life. That day, I was carrying 500,000 old CDs. How much is that now? 50, 50 CDs. It was, it was tag of four for me to gather that money. I gave it to him. I said, pray for me. From that day to today, I have never gone back to Pastor to ask for a city. I could have continued taking that money, and maybe I couldn't be as blessed as I am now. I told him, God has helped me. By your prayers and by your support, God has helped me. No more money. I take the dresses, I take the books. So there comes a time in your life as little as you have, your faith must bring you to the point where you tell people no more. Now, am I saying people should not give to you? It doesn't mean right now God is talking to you after church. Come and give Pastor Hubert some good money. And then you say, oh, okay, Pastor Hubert said. No, no, no. I'm not, saying that, I'm not saying that people shouldn't give to you again. Are you understanding? That one, we can never run away from it. As long as you keep living relating with God faithfully, God will always touch people's heart to bless you. Yeah, God will do it. Are you understanding? Yeah. God will touch people's heart to give to you. But that is different from what this guy was doing. This guy's profession was begging for hands. It was his lifetime work, full-time job. They wake up in the morning, bath, dress, and then they will carry him to the place, and then he will sit down. And I am saying that that must not be your lifetime experience. I said, that will never be your lifetime experience. Because God is going to bless you. Oh, I'm, I didn't hear me. I said, God is going to prosper you. God is going to provide for you. You will come to that place where if somebody is giving to you, it is not because you beg for it. But it's because the person is celebrating you and appreciating you. Can I hear an amen to that? The person is celebrating you and appreciating you. You know, this year, my birthday, something happened to me that shocked me. No, it was after the fast. Can you imagine somebody say he forgot my birthday? You know, the devil is very bad, eh? The devil is very, very bad. Yeah, look at what the testimony um, Brother Godwin shared. His business is so big that he can easily forget that, you know, they made order for something. The thing was not delivered. They forgot the money, 45,000 cities. They forgot it. But when he sowed the seed of 10,000 to God, then God went to harass the people and said, release this man's money to him. So the people now called him and said, oh, you, the order you placed, we couldn't supply, but we haven't returned your money too. So we are returning the money. And he himself said he cannot remember. So he has to go and check his uh, accounts to be sure. Anywhere your money is locked up. Can you imagine that when we finish the 40 days fasting, the week after we finish, when we started Greater Works, Tuesday, Pastor, I said, ah, when is your birthday? I said, birthday. 
I finished birthday long time. What, what's your problem? He said, oh, I didn't know. God spoke to me in January that this year on your birthday, I should give you something. I said, oh, send it very quick. <laughs> he said, can you send me your account details? I said, sure. In fact, I'm sending it right now as we are talking. Pastor <laughs> Bernard, you see, I've told people, let's do this pastoral work. Do you know in July, I said, I'm staying with my church every Sunday. Okay? I had two preaching appointments. I turned them down. I said, I'm not going. You want me to come and preach for you after July. But on, in July, every Sunday, I want to stay with my church. Do you know what it means to go and preach outside the church? I get money. I preach here. I get nothing. But God has a way of blessing you when you do this work faithfully. Charlie, the money the pastor sent me, I, 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 I can't imagine. So I called him. I thought it was a mistake. <laughs> oh, no. Sometimes when God has blessed you, you must be sure what you are eating is yours. That was the greater works week. He said, the Lord just told me to let my church. I'm not talking about a young pastor. God will continue. As you relate with him faithfully, he will continue to provide for you. Are you understanding me? But it must not be like your lifestyle has become a life of begging. Because when it is like that, it means money is now regulating your life. And I declare that that is going to stop in your life. In the name of Jesus. This man doesn't have any means to survive except to do what? Beg for money. But one day, two men, or there were three, Peter, James, and John. Three men were going to the temple to pray. And they came across this man. I am sure this man has been there for a long time. They have seen him several times. But that day, it is as if God wanted to visit this man and do something in his life. And so, as soon as they got there, the Bible said, this man was looking at them, expecting money. And sometimes you will meet people who won't give you any money. But what they will do for you is more than money. That is why if all that is important to you is money, you will suffer in life. Let me use my life as an example to you. There are many people now who wish they had treated me well. When I was poor. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Be careful with people. When you treat people like rubbish because they don't have money, your future is very miserable. Yep. And this is for the ladies, too. There are ladies who bounce me because I was poor. You are laughing. It's not a laughing matter. <laughs> Doc, they look at me and they sized me up, evaluated me. And I know some of them, they are doing like this. What have I done to myself? What have I done to myself? What was I thinking? Ah, look at him. Look at him. It's too late. Sometimes God wants to bless you. He brings people into your life. Some of them have nothing today. But 10 years from now, you have no idea. 20 years from now, everything you will live on. Ladies and gentlemen, be careful how you treat me. Now, let me finish my message for today. 
finish with this scripture and then we end it here. Peter stopped. He stopped James and John. He said, let's do something about this guy. Peter turned to the man and said, look, look at us. Look at us. And the Bible said the man turned his attention to, to them. And Peter said, silver and gold. In those days, money was counted in silver and gold. In other, Peter was literally saying, money I don't have. Money I don't have. But such as I have, I want to give you money I don't have. I thank God that Peter didn't have money that day, but he did not look down on himself, and he did not consider himself incapable of helping that guy. Because many times, many of you think that because you don't have money, you can't do anything in life. But that is not true. There is still a lot you can do. There is still a lot. Because money is not everything. Sometimes people meet you and think their greatest need is money. But actually, it is not money. This man's greatest need was not money. And I came to tell you, most of you here today, money is not your real problem. There is more to you than money needs. But Satan is able to blind you to the point where you think if you have all the money in the world, you will be fine. That's a lie. You will never be fine. I have prayed for rich people, extremely wealthy people who are not happy. Some cannot even sleep. Some are not even healthy. Some cannot even eat every kind of food now. There are very wealthy people who are scared. They don't feel secured. They live their lives in fear of, of, of the unknown, not knowing what tomorrow holds for themselves and their children. Money is not everything. Peter, look at the man. He said... Money I don't have, but there is something I have which will really, really, really help you more, more, more than money. He said, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. How much money can pay for that man's healing? Do you know what Peter did for this? Peter was giving this man what we call the gift of destiny. The gift of destiny. The gift of destiny is one thing you receive that can sustain you for a lifetime. Because if this man can now walk and go about and work, he can now take care of himself. He can now marry. He can now have a family. He can do every other thing that other people can do. He can put all the money on this guy. He still cannot get up and go and work and raise a family and take care of himself and live an independent life. He will still need people to carry him. If you give this guy one million, the people will push his who carry him will say, okay, from now on, the price has changed. Carrying you is no more free. Yeah, when fuel price increases, carrying money increases. Oh, yes. They will finish that money in no time. All the people around this guy, they will start asking him to pay rent. They will say, utility bill no, now no more free. When everybody contributes to you, you must contribute. Because now they see that the guy has money. So many things that used to be free for him suddenly will change value. And so money actually was not a solution to the man's problems. There was a, a greater solution, a higher solution. And every time we come to God, there are things God wants to do in our lives. God will bless you with money, but there is more God wants to do in your life. More than just giving you money. Because as for money, we will have it, die and leave it here. Are you with me? Oh yeah, somebody died. And his will became news. No, don't laugh. You should think about your life. Then you ask yourself, what, what are we all fighting for? 
all the things you are fighting for, you're willing to people, lands, houses, even guns, will to people. You're money from this account for this person, for that, for that. You are dead. You won't carry anything away. Life is more than that. And the Bible said, this man got up and he walked. And the Bible said, he didn't only walk. He entered the temple. And when he entered the temple, he began jumping and leaping and praising God. It's a new era in his life. A new day in his life. Everyone who is thirsty, who has no money, he said, come and buy without money. Without money. I pray that as we go through this study, God is going to expand your capacity for blessings. I said, I pray that as we go through this study, God is going to expand your capacity for blessings. And God is going to use it to strategically position you to become an agent of change in these last days. God will do great things in your life and, and, and make your life fulfilling and make your life impactful and make your life a great blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Hope you've been blessed by today's message. You can contact Reverend Hubert on 030-340-7970 or 024-33-11201. Remain blessed.